guys, welcome to Aesthetically Displeasing, where we talk about all things spooky, stupid, and displeasing. I am Nicole. You said it right this time. Thank Good you. Job. It's I'm... my name. <laughs> now it is. I'm Melanie. Um, and do you have any updates? Um, well, I thought that we could update everyone on um, a little true crime news. The boy in the box. Yeah, um, thank you because my ADHD wouldn't let me read that article. I like tried and then I would get distracted and then tried again, get distracted. I'm like, oh my gosh, uh, I will never know. No, I skimmed it to again. see if there was just like a name. There is a name now. That's what I was waiting for because they're keeping everything else private because he still has um, family members that are alive. His parents are not alive. Yeah. So he was. Four-year-old Joseph Augustus Zarelli. So for those of you who don't know, he was, this little boy was found um, beaten to death in a box in the woods in Philadelphia 65 years ago. So they used DNA analysis and um, were able to discover his name. I mean, they know who his parents are. Mm-hmm. They know that he still has siblings who are alive. They said that he has several siblings. Wow. Some of which are alive. Um, it was February of 1957 when he was found. But they said that because of his siblings, they're not releasing anything else. And they don't know who killed him or why he was killed or anything like that yet. That's horrible. I wonder how the kids, like the, like his siblings, how they were raised and how yeah. they dealt with it. And like how the parents were. I guess I don't know who did it, so. I know. Who knows who's guilty? No, Yeah. But we do have a name, and they know that he was a four-year-old. Yeah, and so sad. I know, but it's nice that like at least we know who we get he some is. Answers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. So after I listened to our episode where I horribly explained DNA, I thought I could maybe re-explain it a I little bit. I thought you did a good job. <sighs> maybe, but okay. So to describe chromosomes better oh well like dna profiles in general so you have 23 (laughs) chromosomes and you have like that that x type of chromosome like yes okay so each each part of the x that's two of them um are alleles okay okay now your dna tells you like you said like what your hair is Mm -hmm what color your eyes will be and those are all basically coding Mm -hmm. but you also have like junk dna that doesn't really like say what your hair color would be like it doesn't yeah it doesn't cause anything um is it like our old dna from when we used to have tails probably that makes sense it's just um like non coding dna Mm -hmm. so that's what they use to identify people because everyone's is different Mm -hmm. whereas like we have nothing the same i was gonna say like our eye color yeah no we don't could be the same but it's not so um like two people with the blue eyes will still have the same part of the allele will say like that Mm -hmm. they get the blue eyes so um so they're actually trying to develop ways to tell what their phenotypes are which is the way they look based Mm -hmm. on their dna okay because now i mean you can like if you i know that sometimes it doesn't work out this way but in a perfect world generally you know like if you have the coding for 
blonde hair and blue eyes, Mm -hmm. then you're going to look for a suspect with blonde hair Mm -hmm. and blue eyes. So, like, they're they're trying to develop that, which is, like, super cool. That is really cool. So, so hopefully that makes more sense because I, like... (laughs) I put, I put you on the spot. Uh, yeah, I should have been more prepared. Also, another thing. Uh, it was the Rodney King riots that were a big thing that was happening during the O.J. Simpson case. It happened before, not the Oklahoma City bombing. Okay. That was the only part that I was confused about. I was like, oh, that's really interesting that that would like cause contention with like well, O.J. stuff. It caused contention because it was these two white guys that bombed it because they didn't like black people and that the government was standing up for black people. So that's what I was trying to point out. So the Oklahoma city bombing definitely did not help the situation, but that was not it. It was the Rodney King riots. Okay. Okay. Anything else before we get into my story? No, I was surprised for you at the end. It's a surprise. You don't like surprises. I don't like surprises. Gives me lots of anxiety. (laughs) Okay, so more that I need to discuss that doesn't relate to last time. So before I dive into the story or the conspiracy theories, there's some important things that I need to point out that I think we should keep in mind when we're talking about conspiracy theories. So this case was really a turning point for forensics. So if you want to try and think of all of the ways you can mishandle evidence, it was done in this oh case. My God. I mean, they didn't change out their gloves. <gasps> Stop it. That's yeah, like, like policing 101. Yeah. So just like things like that happened where I don't think the DNA was credible in that yeah. sense. Like they mishandled it. So how can they say that? How can they what? say that OJ did it? <laughs> he so did it. <laughs> We'll see. So um, it is no fault of the workers of the case. Like no one was really familiar with how to properly handle evidence. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't the police's fault for the evidence mishandling. And it wasn't, you know, anything like that. But they should have, it's standard practice to like rope off your crime scenes and keep a log of everyone. And I think that kind of just went out the window because OJ was... A famous football yeah. player. So, and evidence was super, super new. Um, evidence was new? Sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the capability of what evidence could yes. do was very new. Um, it wasn't like the John Mulaney bit anymore where it was like, there's a pool of blood. Ew, mop it up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Also, another thing to keep in mind, there was no murder weapon. Wep- Reprint. No murder weapon. <laughs> it's really late. I was about to say, we're going to get slap happy. There was no murder weapon ever found. So. Interesting. I know. According to the coroner's office, the weapon was most likely a knife. So back in 1994. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear what you said? No. You said 1994. <laughs> I don't think I did. I can look. I can listen to it. Back. Okay. I'm not looking at you. Back in the 90s, <laughs> when evidence was new, when evidence became a thing. Okay. 
Detectives searched for a weapon near the hotel in Chicago that Simpson stayed in, and they even used, um, at that time, like, high-tech satellite technology. I don't know if it's any different than what we have now, but, like... I feel it's high-tech for the 90s. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a photograph. (laughs) They used this high technology to detect any metal objects on the ground, And um, this knife wasn't small at all. So the coroner actually stated that he believed it to be a large serrated knife upwards of 15 inches. Who has a 15-inch serrated knife? Ironically, OJ (laughs) OJ bought a 15-inch stiletto knife one month before the murders. For his really huge steaks. <laughs> his really big loaves of bread. I have no clue. What? Okay. Other um, people who cook, we're sorry. I don't even know how. That's bigger than a subway 15? sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> that is Nicole's only unit of measurement. Well, yeah, I have to visually see I it. I know. Well, I'm even thinking of like. Because, like, I know, like, we have, like, an electric meat cutter that we used for, like, Thanksgiving. That's not That was, like, inches. long. I know. That's the thing. And, like, that was really long, but that wasn't yeah. 15 inches. Yeah. So, this is a huge knife <clears throat> that he ironically has. So, during the prelim- preliminary hearing, the defense did produce the knife that he had that he mysteriously bought. Not mysteriously. He bought they produced and then... produced that knife? No. Like, during the... Per- preliminary hearing like they talked about it oh and then, okay and then the defense like brought it to to court. okay and they ended up doing forensic tests on the knife but unfortunately the knife um was quote in pristine condition with no scratches or blood stains to suggest that it had been used in a vicious double homicide why is it so unnecessarily <laughs> large? What is this? It looks like a katana. I know, right? That's Why so would big. you buy that knife? Also, if he's going over to Nicole's house, like, why is he walking or driving? With, with a 15-inch. Yeah. Right. So that's the other thing that is interesting because they don't live together. So it's not like he took this 15-inch knife out of his drawer mm-hmm. because if he bought it, he's not taking it to his ex-wife's house. Right. So that would mean that he would have had to driven over to her house with this 15 inch long knife yeah um i was actually surprised they only lived two miles away from each other well they did have young kids yeah i know but i don't know like well i also grew up with my parents living hours four hours away from each other so having like a 20 minute drive is nuts to me but yeah the the next thing i want to um preface is that The case of Nicole Brown Simpson and Ron Goldman's murder is still open. (gasps) I didn't realize that. What? Yeah, because it's oh, because he was found not guilty. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, he was convicted in the civil. Yes. Suit. Um. So I'm I I mean I'm sad for the victims to never get like the justice they deserve. I know they did get, and I'll talk about it. Oh, I'll talk about it right now. Oh, my gosh. Good. No, I'm kidding. So, after the victim's family won the civil trial, Simpson was proven unable to pay the $33.5 million uh, that was ordered. 
So Nicole and Ron's family agreed to split proceeds from an auction of Simpsons memorabilia and personal belongings. <laughs> Heck yeah. Um, the auction sold $400,000 worth of Simpsons belongings with his Heisman trophy <gasps> bringing in over half of the profits. Stop. Yeah. And then even he sold um, personalized golf bags. They sold for uh, like $2,200. Wow. So it's nuts. Um, I think it's funny that you can do this. He also had a lien on his taxes in California because like of all this too. Because mm-hmm. he, I, I don't know. So at least that they got some yes, money. Yes, they did. Um, and I think it's freaking hilarious that he got his Heisman trophy. Yes. So then, um, I know it's been a few weeks since our podcast that discussed this, so I just wanted to refresh uh, you on the timeline and Mm -hmm. kind of like, I know I didn't give a timeline last time, so kind of like dive into like the actual times that things happened. So on June 12th, around 10.15 p.m., Nicole's neighbor hears uh, a dog wail. And then shortly after this, around 10.45 p.m., OJ's house guest, Brian Cato Kalen, hears thumping on the other side of his wall. So he goes outside to investigate. Now, my source said nothing after that on his investigation. I don't know if he okay. just, like, didn't see anything. Yeah, and, like, and there's oh, just okay, nothing else to report. Yeah. At 10.55, Nicole's dog was found with bloody paw prints, and only five minutes later, OJ comes out of his house to meet his limo driver, who has been waiting for him since 1025. Okay. So it is midnight, not midnight, it's 11, and this driver's been waiting for, what, 45, Mm -hmm. 35 minutes? I would not wait that long. Probably have to. It's probably That's typical, true. I would assume. No, I remember it being, like, noted that, like, he was super late. Oh, and he wasn't usually late? I just don't think you should be that. I mean, he had a flight. Oh, okay. To Chicago. Yes. So, like, he was super late yes. for this flight. So then the next day, the bodies were found shortly after 12 a.m., and... When the police went to OJ's house around 4.30 a.m. to inform him that his ex-wife is dead, the police noticed a trail of blood from the Bronco to his front door, mm-hmm. as well as the glove, which matched the one at the scene. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they found this all in the morning. Just laying there on the ground leading up I to his know. house? I mean, he also bought a 15-inch yeah. knife and then possibly used it yes, a that's month later. True. And so, no one's there at his house, right? Mm-hmm. Except for his house guest, but I don't think he noticed yeah. that he was there. Once the police found this, they obtained a search warrant and arrived at OJ's property at 1045, where they um, found more blood in the Bronco and around his house. So then later that afternoon, OJ Simpson arrives back home. Um, he hopped right on a flight after he heard the news, and as he arrives, he's handcuffed right away, mm-hmm. and then whatever happens, and they get he gets the handcuffs taken off. Yeah. Him. Um, then he is escorted to police headquarters for three and a half hours of questioning. 
Mm -hmm. So then less than a week after the murder, Simpson's charged with two counts of murder with special circumstances. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And on July 22nd, he pleads, and I quote, absolutely 100% not guilty. Okay. So. There's tons of theories on what happened and who did it. But before I dive into the theories, um, what are your thoughts? What do you what do you think? I what, think that his son did it. Oh, my God. Um, I think there are way too many coincidences for him to be like if he is innocent, like everything aligns yes, every so freaking mm-hmm. perfectly. Um, but I found multiple conspiracy theories some i dive into more than the others but first up is that lapd framed oj simpson which is like yeah pretty typical the defense claimed that officers working this case were racist and they planted evidence to frame oj and there's um an officer that worked the case named Furman. he um is the one that they were really attacking saying like he planted evidence Um, And he testified during the trial. Now, why I brought up the timeline of, like, the cops go there to tell him his ex-wife is dead. And then they find it. Like, no one's there to say. So, that's that's why, like, it's speculated. that Yes, there are no witnesses to see see them find it. Besides other cops. Find it or plant it. Right. And um, this theory really doesn't surprise me because the Rodney King riots, Mm -hmm. that was, like, a... A misjustice um, within the civil just criminal justice system, um, and the general history of our police officers and, and the general people. history of LAPD. Yeah, that too. Do you hear of any '70s serial killer? They were in LA, and the LA police officers did everything wrong. The amount of times a serial killer was almost caught. And then they were charm, like they yeah. were charming, and they got let off. Mm-hmm. So this this conspiracy theory is really from the defense, and and a lot of the conspiracy theories are from mm-hmm. the defense. Um, but this one was definitely a smart move because everyone knew what was going. Like that was a huge yeah. deal. It still is a huge deal. Yes. Like, why? <sighs> okay. Next up is Melanie's favorite, um, that O.J. Simpson's son, Jason Simpson, killed Nicole Brown, Simpson, and Ron Goldman. So, Jason, O.J.'s son, is from his first marriage, and at the time of the murders, he was 24. Mm -hmm. A private detective named William Deere is responsible for this theory, um, and he actually wrote a book with all of his findings named O.J. is Innocent and I Can Prove It. That sounds convincing to me. Just the title of the book. Yes. That's enough. Well, he says I can prove it. So, all right, I'm reading this. Let me hear the proof. So, I don't know if he was hired by someone or if he was like a private detective and was like, yeah, I'm going to solve this case. I don't know. So, I don't know. I think there's different motive when you're hired. But in Deere's book, he states that OJ is guilty but not of murder. So, um, I guilty think, of raising a murderer. I think it's kind of funny to say that he's guilty, but not of murder. And then your book title is literally OJ is innocent and I can prove <laughs> that, it. That's true. <laughs> uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense, but 
Deer believes that Jason was obsessed with his stepmother, and after Nicole skipped the family dinner that Jason had planned, he went into a rage and ended up killing her. Then after he realizes, OJ arrives to help his son cover up the crime. Um, another piece of evidence that supports um, Deer's theory was some of Jason's alleged uh, diary entries. Mm-hmm. Um, one read, it's the year of the knife for me. I cut away my problems with a knife. Wow. Anybody touches my friends, I will kill them. I'm also tired of being Dr. Jekyll Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Do you know why he said, I'm tired of being Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? No. It's because he had a rage syn- syndrome that's known as um, Jekyll and Hyde syndrome. Oh, really? Yeah. So he was um, he was known to black out um, and mm-hmm. had been committed to a hospital on several occasions. Yeah. That's not good. Do you know what he did to his ex-girlfriend? No. He attacked her with a knife and almost killed her. Oh, that sounds pretty, pretty bad. He's been arrested. He, yeah, he's had like suicide attempts. He's been arrested before. Mm-hmm. He attacked his girlfriend with a knife and then had a journal entry saying, This is the year of the knife. Right. He killed her. I, don't, I really don't think there he was did. also, there's also skin and blood under Nicole's nails that didn't match OJ's DNA. Well, whose did it match? It matched Jason's. No, it didn't. Well, we don't know. They have tested for that. Um, so, a lot of the evidence uncovered by Deer is actually circumstantial. Um, no, it's not. It's all facts. <laughs> he illegally obtained Jason's uh, history of violent mental illness. So, mm. he was not supposed to see that. And there's, like, if you look all this up, there's, like, a ton of articles of, like, how this book is BS or how William oh, Deer no. is BS. So, uh, I don't know. Then I don't why know. did OJ hire a defense attorney for him? He did? For his son. Why? When? Because he killed him. Yes. Because he killed her. (laughs) I still don't believe it. (laughs) I do. Um, Okay. So the next one, uh, which actually didn't surprise me at all, um, is OJ suffers, suffered, continues to suffer from CTE. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this one's honestly true, but I don't want to spend a ton of ton of time making excuses for oj yes um so according to boston university's cte center faq page they describe cte as the following and i just wanted to discuss like symptoms of it okay the brain degeneration is associated with common symptoms of cte including memory loss confusion impaired judgment impulse control problems aggression depression suicide suicidality it's suicidal uh tendencies suicidality tendencies yeah um and eventually progressive eventually progressive dementia these symptoms often begin years or even decades after the last brain trauma or end of active athletic involvement and yeah that's why me and logan will not be letting our children play football that's scary. It's the American way. Just Yeah, just and Logan kidding. has no recall. I'm just kidding. Um I think 
the best evidence to support this is his track record with the law. So I wanted to find out if he's ever been, like, convicted of anything else later in life. Mm-hmm. Besides him getting sentenced 33 years. Um, so in early 2000, OJ Simpson was dating a woman named Christine Prady. In September of 2000, Prady called the police stating that OJ broke into her house, but no file, no charges were ever filed. Three additional times the police were dispatched for domestic incidents between OJ and Prady. Then in December of the same year, OJ is arrested for battery and auto burglary after an alleged confrontation with Jeffrey Pattinson, who was on a motorcycle. Charges were filed at this time, but he was acquitted of all of them October of 2001. Why? I don't know. Why does he just keep getting away with everything? Money, money, money. That's the thing. He's, I mean, like, it started way before Nicole. Yes. And he got away with it. So, like. Like, and they have proof that he did this. Like, they know that he did things. And he just. Exactly. "Mm, Okay, you're acquitted. Uh, Money can buy you anything. Yes, it can. Um, Six years later, on September 2007, OJ was charged with several counts of robbery with a deadly weapon, burglary with a deadly weapon, and conspiracy to commit crime, all for OJ stealing sports memorabilia, which is what we talked about last time. Like, he was trying to steal back his own sports memorabilia? Um, I believe so. So, there were two sports memorabilia dealers who were staying in a Las Vegas hotel room. And reportedly, OJ, according to the police reports, OJ and five additional men who had, like, weapons on them. Oh, my God. Forced their way into the hotel room to steal several things. So, he... OJ owned up to it, but he said he only stole these items because they were stolen from him. And to this, I say, if you have things stolen from you legitimately, maybe you should contact the police to get your things back. But they were not legitimately stolen from him. He was found guilty of the charges in 2008 and sentenced to 33 years. However, in July of 2013, he was granted parole for good behavior. Wait, so how long was he in jail for? Uh, 2008 to 2013. Oh, okay. Um, I would like to point out that throughout his whole life, the longest time he went without a violent occurrence was when he was incarcerated. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, like, there were things, like, from he, him 16 years old. Yeah. These reports. So, um, I don't know. He definitely has CTE, um, but the fact that he's never been held liable for anything he's ever done yes. does not help. Uh, in 2012, a new conspiracy surfaced claiming that O.J. Simpson hired a serial killer. Who? Uh, Is it a serial killer that we haven't learned about yet? I don't know. I don't know the serial killer. Hold oh. on. Uh, we can thank the documentary My Brother, the Serial Killer, where Clay Rogers speaks on Glenn Rogers' killings and such. Do you know who Glenn Rogers is? No. I don't either. Um... <clears throat> he's known as the cross-country killer or the Casanova killer. The Casanova killer sounds familiar. So he was convicted of two murders um, in 1997 and 1999. Um, we could probably do an episode on this in the future, but I don't like giving killers publicity. Yes. But I would like to do um, something like 
more about the victims. He is currently incarcerated and is 60 years old. In the documentary, supposedly, while he's on death row in Florida, Glenn confesses to killing Nicole and Ron, which wouldn't be the first time a serial killer claimed to claimed a crime they didn't yes commit. so now glenn's family states that glenn called just a couple weeks before the murders and claimed he was partying with nicole i don't believe it yeah but you know besides the point uh the family believes him though because he has receipts proving he was working in la at the time of the murders that doesn't mean that he killed her yeah i or that they're partying together right after he was found guilty of murdering Tina Marie Cribs, Glenn stated that he was hired by OJ to steal an expensive pair of earrings from Nicole's condo and kill her if she got away. I don't believe a word that he says um, because he also claimed to have murdered 70 people. What? And then he recanted all of it. <laughs> um, and why and- would OJ hire him to steal earrings? I don't know. Um, if that wasn't enough to make you not trust him, Glenn was also serving six weeks in jail at the time of the murders, according to the Cincinnati Post. That makes sense. So, he has a pretty decent alibi. Yeah. This next one I thought was so stupid, but keep an open mind. Uh, Nicole Brown Simpson was killed by the drug cartel. Okay. Okay. This theory was brought to life by O.J. Simpson's lawyers when they tried to pin the double double homicide on Faye Resnick, who was actually in rehab at the time of the murders. Do you know who Faye Resnick nope. is? Um, I didn't know either. She was from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and she also testified against O.J. in the trial. Mm-hmm. Um, during the trial, O.J.'s lawyers claimed that the Colombian drug cartel killed Nicole by accident and Faye was the true target. Um, Do they look alike or something? Or like live by each other? So they did live with each other at the time. They lived with each other? Okay. She was living with Nicole at the time. So they claimed that Faye owed them money and they mistook Nicole for Faye. So... I had lots of questions of how they could mistake the two. And also, like, the article I was reading was like, yeah, so, like, a dead person doesn't get you money. An injured person does. That's true. Yeah, they're not going to go up and stab her a whole bunch of times. Right. And then stab Ron Goldman twice as much. Yes. Um, So, according to a 1995 New York uh, Times article... Faye was living with Nicole and taking drugs during this time period. Um, and she like had problems with cocaine and mm. all that stuff. She went on to write a, a book named Nicole Brown Simpson, the private, the private diary of a life interrupted. And uh, Resnick actually quoted, was quoted saying Nicole truly believed and told me on many occasions that OJ would kill her and get away with it. I promised her that if it happened, I would tell Everything I knew about their abusive relationship. I believe that. Yeah. Okay, so this last one is my favorite theory by far. Jason did it. No, Jason did not do it. 
Actually, you you have brought up some compelling evidence. That yes, makes I did. Going to change my he mind. He tried to kill his girlfriend with a knife. That's fair. Okay. Uh, this theory is the bag theory, specifically Robert Kardashian and O.J. Simpson's Louis Vuitton garment bag. And you've never heard of this, right? No. I had when I was when we first like were talking about starting the podcast. I looked up a ton of like stuff and this was one of them. And I was like, oh, cool, whatever. And I wrote it down. And then I like did a deep dive one night and I was like, ooh, this is, this is spooky. So I found this theory from an article written by a guy named Brent Kearns who worked in tabloid television during the murders. Mm -hmm. So whatever company, whatever tabloid it was, they got notified, um, Quote, ex-wife of football star O.J. Simpson and unidentified man were found murdered outside her condo in Brentwood. So this is how it was, like, publicized. Yeah. There's no names. It's just O.J. Simpson's uh, ex-wife yes. and unidentified She's man. not her own person. She is his ex-wife. Yep. Um, it was well known that he had been arrested for domestic abuse in the past, but there were rumors that OJ was in Chicago at the time, so they didn't yes. they didn't know who did it. So Kearns was sent to OJ's mansion and recorded promos, interviews, and footage for like multiple days. Gross. I mean it's tabloids, like they yep. just have to um kind of be scummy. So on Rockingham Avenue, um that's where OJ's house was and it's typically a very exclusive, very secluded, quiet, secluded, quiet neighborhood. But after the murders, it was riddled with media. Mm-hmm. So a few days after the murders, the tabloid showed extensive food, f- footage, <laughs> <laughs> footage. <laughs> extensive footage of all the clips they recorded, including Simpson coming home and being restrained, the detectives taking shoes from Simpson's house, Cato Kalen who was assumed to be one of the one that was killed with Nicole. Oh, okay. So he, they, everyone thought that he was killed with Nicole at first, but lastly, a man taking a garment bag away from Simpson's gate the morning after the murders. So when these clips were running, Kern saw it and he didn't really remember it. So he decided to review the clip again. Um, the video from the morning after the murders Starts off with Robert Kardashian waiting at the mansion gate for O.J. Simpson to arrive. He's just sitting outside the mansion gate. And according to him, he, like, tries to go in, but cops won't let him. So the video then pans over to O.J. getting out of his car and being escorted by police onto the property. While this happened, Robert Kardashian remained outside of the gate. Like, he didn't. I don't know if he was just being restrained there. Whatever. So then a woman who accompanied OJ back from the airport walks up to Kardashian with a stuffed garment bag. Um, And she walks up to him and she puts her head on his shoulders. So then Kearns is reviewing this and he says it looks like she was crying. So he decides to like zoom in on the tape and he notices that kardashian is actually whispering something to the woman and he's scanning the scene with his eyes oh so as simpson was led out 
to police headquarters for questioning, Kardashian grabbed the garment bag and, like, left without anyone, like, really noticing. Weird. Mm -hmm. And, like, he came back from Chicago. I'm sure he had other luggage besides just, like, this garment bag. Yes. Um, And I don't know why someone, like, accompanying him from the the airport would, like, pick up his bags. You would think that, like, I wouldn't let a woman do that if I was like, oh, Jason. I don't know. Anyways. So then the garment bag was described as bulging, so many people speculate what was in there. The bag um, was turned into the court nine months later on March 29th, 1995. Um, but the, the bag at this time was empty and no testing was ever done on it. What? So what they turned it in for? They just took a look inside I think, and were like, oh, it's empty. Okay, you can have it back. I think the court, no, yeah, no testing was ever done with it. Anyways, when Robert Kardashian was asked about the bag, he claimed he didn't pack the bag and he never looked inside it. Um, He said he like put it in his trunk and like left it there for multiple days. Whatever. Uh, also, one of the Kardashian girls said that they saw inside the bag and there was nothing in it. But, like, I don't believe that. What? Um, Robert Kardashian stated, I don't believe they really wanted to know the answer. I think it was better to leave speculation and let the public think that there was something sinister about these bags. So he's saying, like, they chose not to test it. They're just going to, like, let yeah, people think. Um, so Robert Kardashian, uh, is best known as OJ's close friend and he was actually his business partner as well, which I did not know. I didn't know that. Um, and he was the one who read OJ Simpson's suicide note during, like before the Bronco chase. And then he actually reactivated his law license to help OJ's offense. What? So he hadn't been practicing law in a long time. That when he reactivated his license, of course, some people thought like, oh, my gosh, this is just because he's just such good friends with OJ and he just wants to help him. Yeah. Um, but others speculate because he could invoke his attorney client privilege to avoid testifying yeah. in the trial. So that would make sense. I, I mean, I definitely think that Robert Kardashian died with the answers. Yeah, he knew something. Uh, and I don't understand why this garment bag. Anyways. I need to pull up garment bag pictures because it's spooky. The pictures of the garment bag? Yeah. It's just spooky to think, like, maybe there was something in that. Yeah. Like the 15-inch That's knife. what I was just thinking, the 15-inch serrated knife. Okay, so here is one picture of him, like, walking away from the scene yeah. with the bag. It's very 90s clothes also. I know. Here's the picture of him and the girl at the gate. With the bag by his side. Oh, yeah. He's, like, whispering. Like, he, it looks like she's pretending to, like, be needing comfort. Mm-hmm. And I think it's weird because his house is a crime scene. So it was so smart of them to yeah. take this bag out of. Mm-hmm. Lastly, him getting into his car with the garment bag. It's oh, a gorgeous shirt. I know, right? Um, Another thing people speculated on is their reactions when the verdict was read so supposedly robert kardashian was like not surprised or robert kardashian was really surprised that it was not guilty 
and like like shocked that he said that he was not guilty or they found him not guilty that they found him not guilty oh and then um oj simpson was like actually excited like he was like shocked um, let me where's robert Kardashian? this is robert okay that's like he doesn't seem nervous at all he seems nervous yes yeah look at his face he look. He's like, what the? F-? He almost looks like mad. He's like, what the fuck? Yep. What? And like, you see his reaction. He's super excited. He's yes. like patting and OJ on OJ's the back. OJ's like doing like a sigh of relief. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And, and he's like, Robert Kardashian is like, what? Just he honest, happened. Yeah. He honestly looks like, holy shit! I just messed up. Like, yes. I thought he was gonna be found guilty. Yeah. Isn't that creepy? That is. So. Those are the conspiracy. There's a, a ton of conspiracy theories, but the bag theory is my favorite by far because yeah, I do believe that OJ did it. Yes. But then it's just like, what is in the bag? Like, yeah. is it just the murder and weapon? We'll is it know. something else? Yeah. you. I mean, like, it could be something from Nicole's house yeah. that, like, really tied him to mm-hmm. it. I don't know. But, yeah. Freaky. I know, right? <sighs> I'm ready to relax. Okay, what's my surprise? Oh, I was just going to go more to Jason. That was all. Oh. I just have a whole article pulled up on my phone that I pulled up when you were putting Xander to bed. All I saw was about William Deere. And but and that's book. the thing is if people are saying, like if he got it illegally and people are saying that like he skewed mm-hmm. the information and everything. And the article isn't. The thing is. incredible probably. Yeah. I think the thing is. These people who are established in their careers grew up watching O.J. Simpson mm-hmm. on TV and looked up to him. So these people want to prove him innocent yes. because they looked up to him. And you don't ever want to, like, look up to a bad person. Yeah. You never meet your heroes. Ever. But I want to meet Post Malone. <laughs> you can meet Post Malone. Okay, good. But you've never heard that saying? Like, yeah, no, yeah. You never meet Absolutely, your heroes. I know. Because they're never as good as what they are in your head. No, not at all. No, I didn't think that you were going to talk about Jason. Oh, so, really? Yeah, I, I thought you were going to talk about other conspiracy theories, and I was going to be like, Jason did it, and here's how I know. That's funny. No, I, I was But he did do... try to kill his girlfriend with a knife, so. That's nuts. And she almost died. I wanted to do a deep dive on Reddit, but when I searched this topic on Reddit, I barely get anything. I know, right? That's interesting. I mean, it's kind of old compared to other stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's no missing in national parks. Yeah. Um, and Robert Kardashian also. He died in 2003. The case was in like... 1995? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's past our bedtimes. I know. Okay. I am done. What do you think? Any of any of those conspiracy theories? Yes. You- Jason did it. No. Besides Jason. OJ did it. OJ did it. For sure. Also, this is all alleged and not. Please don't sue don't us. Don't sue us. <laughs> Pretty please, because we do not have money and we'll have to sell all of our sports memorabilia. <laughs> Neither of us have any sports memorabilia. Hey, I have some memorabilia, but it's you definitely have a not memorabilia, sport. but it's not sports memorabilia. No. You know, I do have a varsity letter and a varsity pen. That mean? <laughs> <laughs> means that I was on a varsity team oh, in high school. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, I get what you're saying. But like that's memorabilia. Um, I was I was thinking like so when you said that, I thought you meant varsity letters, like someone had written you letters and varsity uh, pens. Oh my god! So I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah, my fans wrote me letters. All right, guys, let us know who did it. What conspiracy theory do you agree yes. with? Yes. Email us. Yes. And then um, leave us a review anywhere that you get your podcast. You can follow us if you have not or message us on Facebook at Aesthetically Displeasing. Um, Email us at Aesthetically Displeasing Pod at Gmail and follow us or message us on Instagram at Aesthetically Displeasing Pod. Yeah. Did you see how many listeners we had consistently? Well, I don't remember. I know it was on Sorry. I just want to do a shout out to our fans because we were the top 10 for 23 fans. Oh my gosh. Top five for 19 fans and number one podcast for eight fans. Wow. And we're in three countries. No, we're in more than three countries. Um, because when you go into RSS, because mm-hmm. we're in three countries for just Spotify. for Spotify. Yeah, we're in three countries for Spotify. No, we're in... Germany and Spain and Pakistan. All right, guys. It's past our bedtime. It's so past our bedtime. All right. Talk to you next time. Bye, guys.